Well, it's a worse reason if you're white. It's probably a better reason if you're black. I mean, everything's better if you're black. <laughs> We've seen it all before, so let's reload on a very special episode of shows that suck and shows that blowed. Buckle up, buttercup, it's a bumpy road. Going deep inside the mainframe secret code. code. Some of this shit stinks, some of it's gold. Featuring the VIPs of SBTV, Austin G and Dr. DB with our AT&C money. Weird TV is their specialty. It might be all four, just one, two, or three, cause they're old and kind of busy. So go get ready and take a peek. So set your phases to download a rarity that we had bestowed. Special moments no one would have showed. Open your body holes cause you're gonna get told Grab yourself a drink and let's unload In a very special episode Hello and welcome to a very special episode podcast A podcast where four white people talk about race relations oh, no. <laughs> Again <laughs> I'm David Bittenhofer, and if I was any whiter, I'd blind people. Sitting next to me is... Also very white, Austin Gordon. How white are you? (laughs) So white that if I was in a blizzard, I'd be invisible. (laughs) Good enough. Uh, (laughs) And shirtless in Portland is... I I, I don't don't know why I can't get this badge to stay on. (laughs) I keep trying to pin it on, and it won't stay on. Ryan just has a bleeding hole where his nipple would be. <laughs> it's true. Nip hole. <laughs> That's a deep reference I don't think anyone will get in unless they watch this episode. They'll know by the end. Well, you also <laughs> said I was shirtless, so it actually worked better than I thought it would. <laughs> <laughs> and your name? Oh, yeah, Ryan. Ryan Alexander Tanner. Um, if I were any whiter... <laughs> Uh, you could slice me up. <laughs> slice you in. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of references, most people won't get. Super didn't get it. Uh, it's old SBTV. Uh, Alan Fairbanks. I'm so white that when you cut me off in traffic, I go, oh, g- gosh darn it. <laughs> <laughs> and shirt fall in Portland is. <laughs> Carolyn Maine. I, I am so white. That my parents are entitled Republican types. Uh, and it's, are and they really? And they ruined the economy. No, um, one of them is. The other one is a total hippie and also white trash. So yeah. that's where my whiteness meets my other whiteness. <laughs> that's how white you are. You have two whitenesses that mean. Yep, yep, two distinct flavors one's a little saltier uh today we'll be reviewing family matters season five episode 15 good cop bad cop eddie is pulled over by the cops and is treated badly due to his race carl a police officer himself tries to sort out the situation and he doesn't like what he finds also, Urkel goes to the dentist. <laughs> Ooh, that's the part I'm going to have the most to talk about. Not that yeah, racial. Blah, 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 racial stuff, blah, blah, blah. Can we talk about Urkel going to the dentist now? I, oh my god. I'm pretty white, but I'm not much whiter than Richie. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I shouldn't laugh at took that. Me, yeah. Took me a second to remember who that was. Yeah. <laughs> Austin. Yo. <laughs> what is your relationship with Family Matters? Uh, I watched a lot of Family Matters. I remember uh, it was a staple of the TGIF mm-hmm. block of shows um, during prime Austin TV watching time as a kid. So, um, I mean, it's, you know, it was that full house step by step and again with a third one. Perfect Strangers. Oh, um, yeah. This is a spinoff of Perfect Strangers. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In a weird kind of way. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. The the actor is the spinoff rather than like well the character too no Harriet is the elevator operator on Perfect Strangers and there's a uh, backdoor pilot uh, for this show on Perfect Strangers yeah when she goes home and you see Carl and all of that yeah and there's one episode like in the first season where they cross over and it's actually where she quits working at the office in Perfect Strangers yeah I was gonna say because you never see her working there and well then you just never even see her she's not even in this episode and this is like her prime on the show yeah or wait maybe she's in it I don't even remember she's in it briefly she gets Carl some pie or doesn't get him some some pie as she shouldn't but uh, yeah so yeah, this is this is classic TGIF for me. I feel like like a lot of sitcoms from this era, I probably have not seen a lot of the like later like last couple of seasons cuz by then I had moved on to other shows, not not other things. Like more important than TV watching, just other TV shows. And not even not better really shows, better just TV not, shows. no, yeah. no, by no means better, just different, different TV shows. So like I feel like I missed out a lot on the like extreme Stefan Urkel. There's two of him running yeah, around in every episode kind yeah. of stuff like yeah. where he splits off and it gets super zany. And, um, but other than that, yeah, I, I, uh, I watched it when it was first run. I watched it in syndication quite a bit. Don't know it as well as I know some other shows, but I'm pretty familiar with it. Uh, Carolyn, what is your relationship with? Oh, let's see. That's pretty much very similar to me. Also, like, my, one of the first houses I lived at when I moved out of my parents was, like, had a, had a Urkel doll on the mantelpiece. Mm. <laughs> Those were big. Did it, They're did like it come to life? big. Um, at night? And, you like, know. sexually harass you? No, that was steve <laughs> <laughs> you haven't you it, haven't seen those episodes, Austin. But luckily, it is not the actual fucking ventriloquism dummy version of the evil Urkel. This is just a standard Urkel, but he's like he's like eerily big. He's like one foot big, you know, and just like kind of a, a realistic sculpt. And no one could escape Urkel. We'll get there. But no. I mean, yeah, standard standard TJF. I think I was a little bit more hardcore into TV or TJF rather when I was younger, so I have a bit more uh, familiarity with Perfect Strangers. Like Austin, I think I drifted out towards the end of Family Matters, but it's always a good watch, you know? If that was on, I, I wouldn't change the channel. Uh, I'll jump in and say that I, I'm i pretty much the same as Austin and Carolyn, which is why I'm going now, because I don't have much more to add. I watched it. I remember the TGIF Urkel Bonanza, where he showed oh, up yeah. on, <laughs> on, every, <laughs> on epi- every show. Every episode, on, or every uh, yeah, show, show yeah. on TGIF that night, yep. where he blasted off, I think, in the beginning, and then ended up falling into Step by Step. I think he, uh, he also on Full He was also on Full, full House. house. Yep. It was... Uh, God, he was everywhere. He, he became popular. 
And then, yeah, I think I I kind of started checking out. I remember right around the Irk, Stefan Urkel part. And I remember, like, turning it on one time and, like, they had like teleporters and teleported to yep. Paris or something. And I was like, what the hell's going on in this show? Yeah. It just made me they think of the first season. Like, remember when Carl was a cop? And yeah, Miracle was kind of annoying, and mm. now it's a fucking sci-fi comedy. Uh, Ryan, what's your relationship with uh, Family Matters? You guys, <laughs> I fucking love Family Matters. <laughs> like, I don't know how much. I don't know how. Like. Okay. <laughs> Just, full disclosure, I watched this episode like two weeks ago, <laughs> completely not knowing we were going <laughs> to be doing this, and I had to rewatch it. We just got like super cable, and uh, I found out how to do the digital record. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's the only thing I've been recording is Family Matters. <laughs> And they play like eight episodes in a row, like twice a week. So I got what, ch- like what channel are you watching it on? It's like I found out this is like my favorite channel. We have like four hundred channels, and we watch like three yeah. channels. And there's a channel that's specifically for black women, <laughs> and it's that's my favorite it's channel. It has all the shows I want to watch. Nice. Is that the one that shows Cosby Show all the time, though? Not anymore. <laughs> no, there was a channel like literally like last week and I forget what it was called and then like it had like giant blocks of the Cosby show and I'm just like What's I don't know, going David here. But I'll tell you about my relationship with Family Matters. Um <laughs> I just love it, dude. I love Urkel. Um because I think there's something palatable about it. Like there's something really watchable about the TGIF shows, but they're all kind of too obnoxious. And then I don't know why, but this show is just great. Actually, like, my whole start of all this pop culture shit, I think, started because um, they were doing... I, I was, like, one Christmas, I was in someone's house, and this cable channel kept showing all the Family Matters Christmas episodes in a row. And I was just like, this touches me deep in my heart. like, <laughs> And I wanted to write about it, and that's kind of how Full House Reviewed got started, actually. Um, well, that's what I was going to say. In, in an alternate universe... Mm-hmm. We may not, this podcast may not even exist if Family Matters had been more readily available on DVD than Full House. Yep. Right. That's why you had to watch that show that you hated. Because I wanted to watch uh, Family Matters and there would have been much more praise. I'm actually totally bent out of shape that someone beat me to doing a very special Family Matters episode, actually. Well. Uh, Anyway, I fucking love family matters so much like in my heart and uh yeah when it gets really bad and like sci-fi like i really want a screenshot like if any of our listeners could make me this poster i'll suck your dick (laughs) there's an episode no he says that and then when it comes dick sucking time (laughs) well question what if a woman does what you're about to ask i will suck her dick (laughs) touche so there's an episode where urkel steve urkel creates a shrinking ray and he shrinks himself and carl and they're like alone for the weekend and then <laughs> there's a part are you sure this isn't just slash fic you wrote one? no dude it turns into this. it will sound more like slash fic in a second though because there's a part where they have to go to sleep and so they sleep on the counter on a piece of bread and they use a, a slice of cheese as their blanket <laughs> 
How did Urkel resist and, just eating the blanket then? Well, you know, I don't know. It's a really good question. But if, <laughs> if someone could make me a poster of a screenshot of them laying in the bed together, I would, uh, you know what I'll do. <laughs> so what you're saying is th- that episode combined two of the early 90s great loves, Urkel and Shrinking Rays. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Austin, David, do you feel like Ryan sucked your dick when you said he was going to? Uh, I wasn't in the mood anyways. It took Why don't yeah, you want me to get to my poster, it. Carol? Because <laughs> I've seen you leverage some dick-sucking promises that I haven't seen dick-sucking conclusions to. Well, there's a lot of dick-sucking you haven't seen, Carol. <laughs> I'd like to think so. I really would. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I fully admit Family Matters is awful. But I love it. Like, literally to the point where, like, if I sit down, I'll be, like, smiling that just that it's on. There, I don't know what it is. It's, like, euphoric to watch this show. Like, I, it's maybe my favorite show. It's some good actors. Lots of good performances. Yeah, we're going to talk about Reginald Vell Johnson and his performance. Yeah, I will say, like, it's it's not terrible like Full House is terrible. Like, no. they All of the really annoying stuff in Family Matters is is all contained within Urkel. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's like annoying on purpose. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, like if full house, if Joey was the only annoying part of full house, mm-hmm. it'd be a different show. But everyone on that show is fucking annoying. Whereas yeah. in family matters, it's just Urkel and a little bit yeah. Waldo towards the end there. But everybody else is pretty much just like a normal sitcom character. They're not like jerks. Like everyone on yeah. full house yeah. is a piece of shit. It's also interesting because this show, I think in its conception is basically like the quote unquote black full house. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, one is that full house didn't have no shrink rays. <laughs> no. Well, that's one is it just got completely sidetracked by this one time guest star who became the focus of the show. <laughs> <laughs> And then it became more and more outlandish. Also, this is probably one of like three episodes where it even registers or matters that they are black. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Mm-hmm. So they really earn it here is what we're saying. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Well, I can tell you, Ryan, the reason I beat you to family matters, despite <laughs> knowing this is your territory, was that... Uh... <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> no, I was just uh we here in Minnesota, we just had a case recently with uh oh, F- Philando Castile. It was actually a year ago that it happened, but then to just this day. um yeah, basically to the day we were recording. Almost, yeah. Yeah, it was just a couple of days ago. And yeah, and so basically he was stopped. Yeah, I think most people heard it cuz it was yeah, also some of it was on Facebook cuz they videotaped it. His girlfriend yeah. Oh, yeah. It's. I mean, it made national news. Mm-hmm. But that he was stopped, basically because he looked like quote a suspect who like robbed a, a gas station two days earlier. But basically, mm-hmm. he was black. Yeah, and so he was stopped, and then he had a, a licensed gun, a gun that was licensed and registered to him, and, then and a permit he, to carry. Yeah, <laughs> and he told the cop that, and then when he right reached for his ID. He got shot right in front of his girlfriend and his daughter by a police officer. Mm-hmm. Who was <laughs> then exonerated. Yep. <laughs> Did not go to jail or anything. The only thing that happened was he lost his job and basically... Yeah. Lost his job and got like a $48,000 <laughs> termination fee. Yeah. Sure. Boo. Uh, and it's a bunch of bullshit as far as I'm concerned. And we might go deeper into it as some stuff in here kind of relates to it, but... uh. 
That's why I decided to do this episode, uh, basically. Well, it's like, happening constantly, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah By yeah. no means is this an isolated incident, but it's yeah. the one that the, it, it speaks to us just obviously because it's local. And it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, I know I used to work right next to the city that he was killed in. Like, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I drove down the road where he was shot, like, thousands mm-hmm. of times going from school to work. It's like, since I know this isn't even just like, oh, it happened somewhere in the state. Like, it happened in a part mm-hmm. of the state that I know really well. and yeah after the verdict the mother came out and the mother of flando and if you listen it's a, it's tough audio to listen to just because yeah. yeah it's so sad but she's talking about how much he loved our state and that how our state betrayed him and mm-hmm. it's hard to argue i mean he had like a tattoo of minnesota and everything and damn no this is some real shit i mean these are yeah. things that really happen and i mean actually i mean we'll talk about it, probably evaluate it more at the end but like good on them for at least trying or taking some responsibility is like a show that's supposed to be for you know a mm-hmm. black audience and also maybe informing a white audience too you know like yeah and yeah it's yeah we'll get into it but that's yeah. that's where we come in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah as a white people we're gonna talk about we're gonna this. adjudicate this issue <laughs> speaking of white well you know how white i i am how white also, are you, David? I'm so white I had no idea who Shy was. No, yeah. no, 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 because <laughs> who the fuck is Shy? Because I'll tell you who Shy is. Shy was the singing group that Family Matters could afford for the cold open. Nobody... I'm not sure. Are they a real group or not? Yeah, they're not singing a hit song in the cold open. Nobody's uh, ever heard that song before. Are they real? Or no, no, real quick. For this universe. Someone tell me the name of that song. They're real, but they were like, uh, you know, it's just who, who they were probably someone's cousin or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, I should set the scene that Urkel and Laura are on the couch, and it's just pretty much just an advertisement for this shy band who's like a uh, knockoff boys to men, I guess. Yeah, that was the jive. Well, that's that's racist. Drop dead gorgeous. But what about me? You should just drop this. You're so white that you think shy is a knockoff boys to men group. <laughs> I just is that wrote, a disservice to boys to men is that what you're saying because i was not the host i did no research i just wrote down i assume these guys are a thing <laughs> all my only research was i thought they said shine and then i looked it up on imdb and it said sh- feature or shy as themselves shine would be racist so. <laughs> oh god but there's wow. a moment, so this is like they show a video, like a music video of their song that Laura and Urkel are watching. But then that, like, 
turns into Laura, I guess, daydreaming. I don't think she actually falls asleep. I don't know what's going it's on. It's a daymare because yeah. it's yeah. like a <laughs> well, during day. The, the band shows up in her living room and starts singing. But then it turns into all Urkels. <laughs> Worst <laughs> boy band ever. That was very and, and strange. What, what I wonder is how this went in the live studio audience. Yeah, what were they looking at? Yeah, One Urkel at a time. And yeah, they but... <laughs> booted up about it. It was really well done too. Like it really looked like there were four of him there. Yeah, it was quality effects. They were all like intermingled. It was good effects. Yeah, I just wonder about the live studio, or did they just film this and do a laugh track for that part of it? I don't know. Probably that's probably there's probably was never an audience there ever for any of this. <laughs> so then we go to the opening of the uh, the opener. With their the familiar theme song. Yeah, the yeah. credits. Which is a catchy little tune. Yeah. Which I just it's always... such a smooth jam. Yeah. <laughs> so who is this musician who wrote... Because they wrote the Family Matters and Step by Step song. And also, did they do the the Perfect Strangers one? No. Did I... they do Full House? They definitely did Full House. And they definitely did Step by Step. Let me get the Gruel Orphans on it. Stand by. Yeah, because that's... Mush. A... Mush you Gruel. That's someone had a real heyday. Some Rod Stewart sounding. <laughs> it does kind of sound like '90s era Rod Stewart, doesn't? Yeah, it? a little bit. I just I could just say when I watch this opening, I'm always confused as to why the entire Winslow family struggles to close the door on Urkel. Because he's really determined. <laughs> if there's one thing you need to know about Urkel, is he'll never stop, and he doesn't care about consent. Does he have, like, super strength? Carl's body is so big. Yeah, I know. Well, you didn't see, but he drank a <laughs> potion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in- increased his strength a hundredfold. He has the power of nerd rage. <laughs> I, I love forever any opening where someone's, like, doing something, and then they're like, oh, hey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're like, look up. Hello, camera. Here I am. I'm just watering the plants. Oh, hello. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see here. The original theme song to the show was Louis Armstrong's What a Wonderful World. Yeah, I remember that. Which was scrapped oh. after the fifth episode of season one and heard only in the pilot episode in syndicated reruns. Oh, interesting. The second theme, As Days Go By, was written by Jesse Frederick. Jesse Frederick is best known for writing and performing the themes to Perfect Strangers, Full yep. House, Family Matters, and Step by Step. Mm. Yep. TJIF Wonderkind. So Jesse Frederick James Conaway is the man who received the bounty of writing four TJIF theme songs. Wow. You think he still gets blowjobs off that? Yeah. Damn right he does. At the state fair? Fuck yeah. (laughs) 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 All right. And is this, what is this, season four? Five. Uh, season five, yeah. Because there's all these eras of family matters. Like, people get phased out. Like, Judy Winslow's disappeared by yeah. this point. I think Aunt Harriet is still around, but she disappears later. If you get really far into it, they get a new mom. Oh, yeah? Really? Wow. Yeah, she left. She was like, I'm not going to be in the background while Urkel makes a time machine. Fuck this. <laughs> she really doesn't get to do much. I, I think it's just for the last season. Oh, Aunt Harriet is the mom. Aunt Rachel. Yeah, Aunt Rachel. Is Aunt Rachel supposed to still be around in this? 
Yeah, all her kids there. Yeah, yeah, and, that's and she... what I was confused about. Like Richie's there, but we have no idea. Like, so Rachel's still around then. She didn't I think get... so because she's around for a while. Don't they have something where like they die in a car crash, or did I imagine that? You invented that in your mind. Yeah, because Judy just disappears, right? She disappears up the staircase. I think everyone who leaves the show just disappears on the show. <laughs> I don't think there's any like formal exits of any characters. I Do love when they have disappearings and just don't address it. Yeah, well, the Judy Winslow one is like one of the all-time famous ones. Well, in that's TV history. To, for a character. It's become a yeah. verb for characters who get Judy Winslowed. Well, I I think that's just our invention. <laughs> it's still a verb. We made it a verb, Ryan. <laughs> I don't know if it's a thing, but yeah, I feel like we've really been pushing I think it's a thing. I don't even think we made it up. <laughs> so we start the episode, and Carl is watching a football game, <laughs> and he does a bit of physical comedy as he mimics what the football player is doing. And, and they, I was just figuring Urkel was going to screw this up at some point, but that never really happened. Yeah, they do that thing that all sports announcers on TV do, which is describe things happening way slower than... Like, you yeah, think about, exactly. like, a football player running in for a touchdown. Like, it takes less time. This guy's like, he sidesteps! He sidesteps! He tiptoes! He tiptoes! He tip Like, no one... He's going... He's already scored the goal. Uh, I just want to say that Reginald Vell Johnson is a, is a masterful performer. Yeah. His, uh, his physicality... He doesn't get enough credit, cause, but he keeps up with Urkel, is the thing. Mm. He allows Urkel to shine, but he himself, um, his rhythms, his physical performance, and also, do you think that I'm just this laughing is a, at Carol's? I know, me too. <laughs> this is a long. This comes up a lot, but is he the same character from Die Hard? Yeah, well, he he's the be, black right? cop of all history. Yeah, he's yeah. the one, dude. Think of a black cop. It's him. It's Carl Winslow slash Die Hard Winslow every time. Well, yeah. I mean, he plays that same exact character. Yeah. You guys are like about the same age, around the same age. Did you watch Die Hard after Family Matters or did you see it before? Yes, I watched it after. Yes, as did I. Yeah. Uh-huh. He gets all badass in that one. Uh, it's just weird. It, like, it was a weird experience because you, you yeah. know then i'm like oh, i'm gonna watch die hard and i'm like whoa carl winslow's in this <laughs> <laughs> right? serious and he shot a kid and it's especially <laughs> weird because it's not just like oh the actor who plays carl winslow is it's like yeah yeah playing a cop yeah it's canon he's in the same universe both times yeah. carl shot a kid yeah. I, I'm he did that no there's an episode early on where he did right. And he goes to the kid's grave and talks to the mom. Like, that's a real thing in this series. That's dark. So this is like a prequel then or something. I don't know. All I know is that when Eddie comes in, he's like, what happened? And Carl said, touchdown the bears. And I feel like that's odd phrasing. Wouldn't you just say touchdown bears? Yeah, you wouldn't put the the in there. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Anyway. (laughs) This sports is, talk. This is another installment of David and I nitpicking the depiction of sports on sitcoms. <laughs> that could be its own ESPN show, right? <laughs> right. So Waldo's a bonehead and he uh, talks about how Eddie got a speeding ticket and how Eddie told him not to tell Carl while he's telling Carl that. Touchdown the Bears! Yeah! <laughs> yes! It's good to see Eddie smiling again. He's been bummed for weeks about his speeding ticket. 
<laughs> Speeding ticket? Uh, I don't know what he's talking about, Dad. I didn't get a speeding ticket. Yes, you did. <laughs> Remember, you told me not to mention it in front of your pappy? And then, so then Eddie and Carl get into a fight over that, and Eddie thinks police have quotas, but Carl says they don't. Ah, uh, they do. Which is what every single fucking cop says. <laughs> Can we get the, um, the, uh... The research crack research team on Waldo Geraldo Faldo because I'd be curious if he's done anything. Yeah, oh, I yeah, really let's... like his look. He's just such a good goofball character. Well, he is. He is continuing the proud TJF tradition of the dumb friend slash goofy neighbor character. Yeah. Well, and he starts as a foil. He's yeah. initially like the henchman of the guy who bullies Urkel, and he transitions towards being Eddie's best friend. Was it Urkel's love that drove him toward the light? No. The one thing they do on this show a lot is they give nope. people, like, glaring flaws that impose on everybody. And then instead of them trying to improve their own behavior, they just make everyone feel guilty. Yeah. So oh, like, yeah. It's everyone else's problem for not dealing with these flaws. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like every 20 episodes, Eddie will be like, Waldo, you're so stupid. You just did all this shit. And he'll be like, you're supposed to be my best friend, Eddie. And it's like, oh, And it's like, <laughs> you know, maybe try not to blow the lid off your friend's misdoings to his dad in front of everybody. Like, if you don't want people to get mad at you, Urkel, don't burn down their house, you know? There's an episode where Carl loses his homeowner's insurance. <laughs> Because Urkel does so much destruction to his house, and it's Is like, that when, yes, like, the attic caves in or something. It's one of many times the attic caves in. <laughs> That's got to amount... be the most like realistic plotline to ever occur in a TGIF sitcom. Well, let me tell you what happens, Austin. <laughs> Carl takes Urkel into the office with him. <laughs> <laughs> of the insurance broker. Oh no. And Urkel is so problematic and destructive oh, no. that Carl is given his homeowner's insurance back if he'll just take Urkel away. <laughs> Can you laugh at that? <laughs> I mean, that's... I'm laughing at the absurdity of it as much as I am the actual sure thing. Sure you are. <laughs> I just I I like when they address problems like that, <laughs> and then re- and then resolve it with a, s- a zany solution like take this kid who lives next door to me as your own. I just well, feel like every like sixth episode or something, Family Matters would have a big set piece of like Urkel oh, yeah. just make ma- mass destruction caused yeah, by Urkel. Yeah, it got more and more frequent. Yeah, just well, because they all had to find a way to get his "Did I do that?" <laughs> Yeah. Catchphrase into each episode. I know, but it's always like he's like, oh, I invented this thing. And they're like, don't turn that on in here, Urkel. Mm. And then he'll like <laughs> fuck up the living room. But then it gets more and more where it's like, yeah, he, they keep ramping it up. That set of windows uh, on that's this, the wall of the kitchen gets oh, mashed yeah. in in slow motion so many times over the course <laughs> of the series. And that would be like three thousand dollars or something to replace that. Oh, every Is that time. The same yeah. clip? They they use the same clip? No. <laughs> Cause it's like different stuff that goes through. I, oh shit. Uh, you guys did he say I did, did I do that? He says that it later. Oh yeah. yes he did. In okay, okay, good. Chair. Uh so the actor who played Waldo is named Sean Harrison. And yeah. um he hasn't really done anything family matters is his big claim to fame uh he was most recently in 
something called Silent But Deadly, which I can only assume is a fart movie. <laughs> yeah, those are farts. And then uh, he was the voice of Timberwolf in the Legion of Superheroes Cartoon Network cartoon. Oh, shit. There we go. He, he was uh, somebody on Moesha. And uh, he was on L.A. Law and Punky Brewster prior to Family Matters. Mm. So there you go. All right. So police don't have quotas, apparently. Yep. So says every That's cop. That's what they want you to say. Exactly. <laughs> Austin is adamant they do. But, uh, yeah. Or they don't have fixed quotas, but that certain times they'll try to. I find it hard to believe that the brass doesn't let it trickle down, that numbers are low and we could use a few. <laughs> we could use a bump at towards the end of the month. Wink, wink. Sometimes cops are straight up crazy aggressive. Somebody's yeah. mishandling the police force sometimes. There, I said it. Mm-hmm. But it is interesting. Yeah. Because Carl's a cop in this episode. That just makes things more interesting. Yeah. He's, well, he's, a Carl, he's, he's a cop in every episode. <laughs> uh, thanks, Ryan. Thanks for clearing that up. <laughs> the series is about a police officer and his family. <laughs> and his wacky next door neighbor. <laughs> so then after all that, uh, Eddie's basically, like, Carl basically, like, if Eddie gets another ticket, he's, I don't know. Takes his license. He get a car. Yeah. yeah. He gets run over by a car. I think that's what they said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then we switch to Laura and Urkel doing the homework. And I'm just confused because Laura hates Urkel yet. She hangs yeah. out with him like all the time. Yeah. What's going on? Well, you may recall that one of Urkel's catchphrases is, I'm wearing you down. <laughs> <laughs> and so one of the lessons of Family Matters is that if you just keep pushing and not respecting someone's personal space don't take no for an answer i don't know if you've seen the very end of the series spoiler warning but they get together do they it's not even stefan or cal no it's regular urkel wow i did Uh, not i legit did not know that and that's deeply disturbing and then he goes to outer space (laughs) that helps i like it i like that that's Mm. i that's redeeming it a little bit. Um, <laughs> I was confused on a smaller level with the fact that Richie comes downstairs mm-hmm. and is in his pajamas and is clearly, this is like, you know, just before he goes to bed. Mm-hmm. And then Urkel and Laura are sitting at the table. And when they get up to talk to Richie, it becomes apparent that Laura seems to be wearing her pajamas as well. Right. Yet Urkel oh. remains in his normal suspender jeans and red sweater attire. And I'm like, so not only are you studying with him, but you're studying with him in your pajamas, like right, right before you're going to bed. That just seemed a very odd. Like, So what you're saying is Laura was asking for that it? That is not at all <laughs> what I am saying. No, that's what you're saying. <laughs> the thing about Urkel is he can't wear pajamas because he's iconic. Yeah. He can wear like Urkely pajamas. What I'm he wondering is sometimes. what... What led the costume designer to decide that they needed to put Laura in pajamas for that scene? Because yeah, Richie being know. in pajamas, just... he's a little kid. He goes to bed early. I don't have a problem with that. But it's like, why did yeah. she get put in pajamas? There's no way, as a lady person, you would feel comfortable enough with this nerd creep that you hang out with and is always leering at you. And 
this is the beginning of the scene. He's like, stop staring at me. And he's like, yeah. no. I feel like <laughs> even if he wasn't like a leering nerd creep, if he was just like a friend, you generally don't hang out in your pajamas around a friend unless they're like staying over at your house. Here's yeah, what, it's a bit of an invitation. Here's what's going Plus, on. Plus, like, you guys. probably you don't want to have your bra on. So now Carol is saying she asked for it. No, no, no. But probably <laughs> you don't want to have your bra on in your pajamas. So that's just like another barrier removed to the Urkel. And it's yeah. just, if she hates him like she says, then it's a bad character trait for her to just like put her boobs near him like that. So you're saying that and she's asking for he, it, Carol. <laughs> why is he even in the house? No, I'm yeah. saying she's not written well. And it's supposed to make jerks think that she is asking for it. It's like a low-key, like, rape encouragement. It's rape culture. Oh, it's totally again. rape culture. So, yeah. you guys, here's here's the deal. What's is the deal, Ryan? She's told him many times, please don't come over at night. And please don't come over when I'm in my pajamas. And please, I don't want to study with you. And he just keeps pushing. <laughs> He's wearing her down. <laughs> You're just seeing the result of constant pushing for years. This is season five, so we're five years into this now. And it's just like, yeah, like at the in the opener, they're just hanging out on the couch together. I'm like, she hates him. Like, why is he? Oh, why is she okay with just hanging out? I don't know. How it's because when she ever kicks him out and be like, get away school. from me, you creep. Then he's like, oh, and then everyone's like, oh, and then she has to like be friends with him. Because we're supposed to feel sorry for Urkel. There would never be a show if this was realistic and, like, the cop dad just tased Urkel the next time he came the fuck over. It's true, like, write a restraining order, for real. He's destroying your house, he's harassing your daughter. (laughs) Hey, Austin? Yeah? What would it take for you to get the hairstyle that Richie has? (laughs) (laughs) Let's get a GoFundMe going. (laughs) That's important. Yeah, let's Let's do this. Are you are you saying like what would it get in terms of <laughs> like how many how much hair implants would I need to get or like how much money would I need to be paid to agree to it? Because I'd what probably do, do it. I for don't free. even think Austin knows either. Of the Wait, answers. whoa, whoa! You do it for free? <laughs> probably. I mean, if someone let's to... do it, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> if someone could find a way to give me a Jerry curl mullet, I might be on board. All right, step one. Please just grow a mullet. <laughs> I mean, I'll just end up looking like the Beyonder from Secret Wars too. But no, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring you some activator. Mullet <laughs> activator. You heard it here first. Wow. Austin's Jerry Curl mullet step one has been achieved. All right. Wow. Is this episode about something? I don't know. <laughs> it's about Jerry Curl mullet. We have to set up the inane subplot first. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. So yeah, Richie comes down. And he's all, I don't want to go to the dentist. Austin relates to that. Totes. And so then Steve decides he'll go with Richie. Look, Richie, don't worry. You're just going for a checkup. Yeah. You want me to go with you? Nope. I'd like you to go for me. (laughs) Tell you what. I'll take you to the dentist. Well, it's been a while since I've seen old Doc Smiley. Then afterwards, I'll treat you to a big bowl of ice cream. Is that a bribe? Yeah, I'll take it. And I'm like, well, who was going to go with Richie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and at first Richie's like, no, I don't want you to come with me. Yeah. But then they overcome that boundary, and Steve mm-hmm. is just 
taking care of this child yeah, Steve's, at night. Why is he there? Steve's bribing a child with candy. Ice cream. Mm-hmm. Form of candy. <laughs> There's a difference. I'm with Austin. It's pretty important. Unless it was like peppermint ice cream, but that's still ice cream more to than To hang out candy. with a young boy. That's my yes, point. Yes. This is the bicycle man all over again. He used ice cream, didn't he? He did. Yeah. I was super waiting for someone to get molested in this episode as the B-plot. We cannot so. escape the child molestation. I, I, knew, I knew we weren't going to get through this scene without <laughs> this happening. It's Hollywood. No, I was mostly concerned with Steve and the dentist, but we'll get there. Yeah. But Steve's like, I'll go with you. And beyond any like uh, <laughs> jokes about child molestation, he was going to go with somebody, and now they're just comfortable letting Steve Maybe he him. was going to go with his not appearing in this episode mother. Yeah, possibly. But then, and then I guess she's just okay to let the next door neighbor kid take her kid somewhere instead. Well, and... if he's going to come into your house and do property damage, the least <laughs> he could do is take the... Do some, run some errands for you. you but know? don't you have to, like, take care of insurance or something or pay for it or what? Well, I oh. want to talk about, too, how Urkel gets dental work with no appointment later. That's right. I wrote. I'm like, I don't think this is how dental appointments work. Doubly. I was very I mean, annoyed by that. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, so then we switch to Carl watching TV and he wants to get, he wants to trick his wife into getting him pie, but it doesn't go well. Well, yeah. trick is a strong term. He's just like, Ooh, I could go for pie. And she's like, me too. He's like, well, then go get it for me, bitch. And then his sassy mom gets <laughs> pie delivered to her, which yeah. props to her. I love sassy grandma. She gets married later. Yeah. I think she also disappears with no uh, mention, but she might have died in real life. Yeah, I did. I did notice in the episode listing, the cast listings, that she is in fewer, significantly fewer episodes than everyone else. So, yeah. I, is it is so? Is it the Carl's wife? That woman? She's the one who's from Perfect Strangers, or the yeah. mom? No, the it's Carl's the wife. wife. Yeah, right, 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 right. She's the elevator operator on Perfect Strangers. Right, and this is their only scene, so you can see why she left the show. And then in the first uh, season, they're like, you know, an elevator operator is a pretty uh, obsolete job. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows how to push a button. <laughs> There are some racial overtones there that, are <laughs> that maybe aren't the most comfortable. Oh. <laughs> uh, so then Eddie comes in and he got another ticket, this time for, quote, failure to signal. But Eddie's pretty pissed about it, saying it wasn't his fault. He basically said he was driving in. He, they said the name of the neighborhood. I think Burlington Heights. I yeah, think. I don't. I assumed it was a real place. I don't know. Probably an upscale Chicago suburb. Yeah. And uh, he basically got uh, pulled over for driving while black, and they, you know, verbally abused him and got and made it cuffed him by you know made him get on the ground and they cuffed him and all this stuff and just all the bullshit that. You can do to terrorize somebody for no good reason. And uh, Carl doesn't quite believe it. Yeah. Well, so do you think Carl would have believed him if Eddie hadn't just withheld information about getting a speeding ticket? That's what the episode um, wants us to believe, certainly. Well, I mean, they they don't really go down that road. They more go down that Carl wants to get all the information from all sources before... And maybe if Eddie was more trustworthy, he'd be more on Eddie's side initially. Right. But there's also the whole thin blue line bullshit, too. 
where police officers always have to protect other police officers above all else. Right, right. Which I wonder about, like, black police officers, where do they draw the line when protecting racist other police officers and how that works, but... Not a part of their subculture, so I guess I don't know the rules. But why did it write down? Eddie's lucky he didn't get shot. Eek. So yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's at least he's on an eighty sitcom or ninety sitcom. Um, also, I wrote down that uh, it sure is convenient that Eddie telling this story to Carl is a lot cheaper than showing yeah, this story. <laughs> and maybe it was. You, I mean, I'm sure just budget-wise and everything, yeah. time-wise, it works out, but you could also yeah. use it as a storytelling technique to make the audience not quite sure. Oh, I can see that, yeah. I yeah. mean, if you know sitcoms and know how this stuff happened, right, right. you pretty much know that Eddie's telling the truth, but at the same time, yeah. it kind of puts you more in Carl's shoes than Eddie's shoes. Like, right, right. No, that's a good Also, point. they did have that donut shop set in this episode. Well, that, <laughs> yeah. right. I wrote that down before we got to the donut shop set, and I went, well, okay, they did put some money into building that set so maybe i shouldn't ding them for sparing it elsewhere um also i just watched as like a season nine episode in which urkel <laughs> plays his cousin original gangsta dog and <laughs> that episode has an entire elaborate subplot that's all told as exposition so that was like times a million what they did here. It's like Carl's like, oh, original gangsta dog. This guy came looking for you. And then this happened. And then this happened. And then this ha-. It's like this. It's like what would have been eight minutes of the episode. It's just a paragraph of dialogue, Carl. And so has. I'm hanging off the wing of this airplane as it's going. Uh, I will note that. Philando Castile had been pulled over approximately 40 times. Before the incident by the cops in his life. And mm-hmm. basically, if you ask white people, like most white people, they'll say that's proof of Philando's criminality. But if you ask a black person, that's just pretty much life as a black person. Right. That, that was my first thought mm-hmm. was like, well, that's what he, I mean, it's. That's also a common strategy of justifying uh, homicide. Yeah. That the police do is they like there was someone else who got shot, you know, last year, and then there were like pictures circulating on the internet of him like holding a gun. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, well, he's holding a gun, and you're like, oh, well, then should he be murdered by the police? I know, like, is yeah. that that yeah. what happens? And then they tried to use I. There was the toxicology report said there was marijuana in his system, which is only good to know that it was the past thirty days. But then they use that to say, oh, the police officer knew he was high and that made him unpredictable and violent or something. I don't know. Like, so it doesn't, it just like uses. That. So if you're high, you can be, gu- it's okay yeah, if you're gunned exactly. down by so the police. Then, yeah, I know. I'm not going near Carol. I'm not driving. Carol, you're not getting in my car ever again. <laughs> um, it's I mean, just so fucked up that this is happening and it happens yeah. over and over and a certain class of people have to live like that. And mm-hmm. I've seen so many violent police murders on and you know that's the thing we're getting them on film and you can see them and there's mm-hmm. that activist sandra day i think who was a black lady who they just pulled over and then she was like dead after being incarcerated mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's just it's violence over and over and over again and well and all we can we're do, living through it and what are we gonna do you know mm-hmm. all we can do is like spread awareness and i do yeah. i don't i mean i don't know how we're how we're doing on this stuff <laughs> happening know. constantly but like in the 
90s, we would have sort of contrived sitcom episodes that would attempt to discuss it. And now we have uh, people filming shit, which is yeah. more effective, but still not, you know, getting us where we need to be, which is people not being murdered by police. Well, and, and there's just so many abhorrent tactics, because I did read an article of somebody who was defending the police officer, which I probably shouldn't have read anyways. But And one of the things just... is like, it used the fact that she was that his girlfriend filmed stuff afterwards against her because it was like shouldn't she have been so emotionally distraught that she didn't have the wherewithal she went to have the wherewithal to start filming. Dude, she's trying to protect him. I know. Well, yeah, she's trying to protect him, and it just comes down to like it comes from a place of such white privilege because when a I mean I'm speaking for, as from a white person, so I don't you know I can't know everything but like if you're black and you get stopped by the cops in the in your mind you're wondering if you're going to get shot and you're yeah. in your uh, you're wondering if you're going to get shot or and you're you are afraid an injustice is going to occur and you're probably thinking how am i going to at least record the injustice you know fight this injustice that might mm-hmm. happen whereas when you're a white person you get pulled over you assume things are just <laughs> it's some form of justice will be served and you will not be un- treated unjustly and Speaking of abhorrent tactics, and possibly bringing it back to the episode, <laughs> they do a really classic Miller Boyette show move in this mm-hmm. scene, which is uh, they do this a lot to sort of set up the fake out setup, where Eddie's like, "I thought that the worst thing that ever happened to me was getting yeah. pulled over by this cop, mm-hmm. but I was wrong. You not believing me is even worse." Or- <gasps> Dad, the only reason they pulled me over is because I was a black guy in a white neighborhood. Carl, this is frightening. If it happened. Dad! Well, son, you lied about your last speeding ticket. How do I know that you're not doing it again? Do you think I would lie about something like this? Well, I don't know, but I'm going to check it out. I hope you do. Don't worry, Edward, I will. You know what? I thought what I went through tonight was the worst thing that's ever happened to me. But I was wrong. Not having my own father believe me is even worse. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. I'm like, no, it fucking isn't. <laughs> well, it would it would be pretty painful for your dad. I mean, I get it. It's just I that mean, presentation. They use that exact structure of delivery like a billion times. <laughs> I mean, I would say yeah, if something traumatic happens to you and you go to the people you trust most to help you with this, and then, it, at least to him, they're not being sympathetic or helping, that would be, I don't know, it's at yeah, least pouring salt on the wound, you know? But he's going to go check it out tomorrow, and, like, he really is. So it's, like, also, just because he's gotten pulled over lately, it's 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 not the biggest deal. <laughs> I could see how it would feel like that in the moment, I'll put it that way. Oh, jeez, teenagers. Uh, <laughs> so dramatic. But, you know, so we just had some really heavy stuff going on. So now we got to lighten the mood for a while. So we have a long to... while. <laughs> Yay! We have uh, Richie at the dentist with Urkel. Like, why? There's a lot of problems with this scene. But so <laughs> Richie's getting checked out and Urkel's just standing there with the dentist. And I'm like, well, he's, he's his guardian for all intents in... and purposes. He's... He's not standing by the dentist. He's standing in between the dentist and Richie's mouth. It's so strange. What is he doing? Yeah, I'm just trying to think if my parents were in the room when I was 
I feel like so. mine were by when I was that. I don't know. But then, all right. So then, my parents loved me more, David. (laughs) That's Uh... that's more than possible. Also, I was a pansy ass about the dentist, so they may have been there to like hold me down when I tried to make a run for it. Austin's a problem patient. Oh, I hate the dentist. (laughs) I'm very dentist neutral. I think they help my teeth, so I appreciate that. Uh, Pain mongers. (laughs) Maybe I just can tolerate the pain better, Austin. I want to use this podcast as an opportunity to spread awareness about all the hate the dentists get. Because <laughs> it's not right. They they earned it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Austin, so then, you're part of the problem. Austin's an anti-dentite. <laughs> well, what's part of the problem is Richie wants some candy afterwards. And he won't give it to him because it's, quote, bad for your teeth. That's where dentists get a bad rap because they're not going to yep. give any of these kids candy. Yeah, I believe, they I don't know if it's the doctor candy. or the dentist, but I would get a lollipop, but it's sugar-free, yeah. so it's nasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure it was the I, doctor because yeah. the dentist gives I, you, here's a toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're just going to say that because everything's going to be negative. Yeah, the toothbrush really makes up for my bleeding gums and my sore mouth. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know this about you, Austin. It's an <laughs> ugly side of you. Austin's an anti-dentite. Yeah, Isn't there a Seinfeld is. Yes, about this? exactly. There is. We're going to watch that one next. Yeah, yeah um, I think I one of through, us needs the lesson. I experienced a lot of dental procedures as a child, so it, I, they got a bum rap for me. <laughs> when I was a kid, we had a dentist, and afterwards, uh, sometimes you get to play burger time. <laughs> That'd be cool. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> but see, so you're saying that it's okay for Urkel to be in the room because he's Richie's guardian, so someone needs to be keep track yeah, of him. I guess. But then they kick him out to the waiting room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. 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 They're like, all right, it's Urkel's turn. Richie, go to the waiting room. And like, what's going on in the waiting room? Like, the nurses are watching him. <laughs> the hygienists. I don't know. There's nothing professional happening in this dentist's <laughs> office. No, there's not. Because he let Circle be there, which my mm-hmm. parents were never in the room when I was at the dentist as long as yeah. And then he's just like, oh, Urkel, you want some fucking impromptu dental work? Fuck it. Yeah, why not? Get out of here, kid. Yeah, so I'm sure, that would I'm never sure there's happen. no one in that waiting room that has the next scheduled appointment that wants well, to come in. Yeah, I guess maybe I missed that line. I goes into the impression that Urkel made the appointment after Richie. Like, no. After the same. No, he's no just... it's, it's on the fly, clearly. Well, one thing I can tell you is if they find a cavity, they usually don't fix it right then and there because they no. have to make another appointment to right. come back yeah, in. They got, that way they can bill you twice. Yeah. <laughs> and so then... this is when I started thinking, Urkel's going to get molested. <laughs> this dentist opens up his window just like, I got to get in that kid's mouth. He's really giving it hard. But Carol, and then, would you and molest then, Urkel? And then in the next couple of scenes, what Urkel does is, like, he's begging to get molested. <laughs> it's like he's begging to get molested. He's throwing himself at the dentist. And he he even does, like, a choky Joe maneuver. Mm-hmm. It's the damnedest thing. Well, He's so, trying. He's, he's like Laura in her pajamas, you know? <laughs> Just asking for it. But also, adding to the dentist's lack of professional conduct... He has no ability to control Urkel whatsoever when he's high on laughing gas. <laughs> well, this is completely where, uh, loses any control of the room. I'm confused. So basically, Urkel says Novocaine has no effect on him, which. Yeah, what's that, too? Is that a thing? Yeah, I have no idea. No. I don't know. Dentist takes his word for it. And he's like, well, what about nitrous oxide? And Urkel should say N O. 
to know the sign. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. But he does not, so he says yes. And so, I've never been on nitrous oxide. What does it make you do? It just makes you feel floaty. Yeah. Like, it does not make you, like, the whole laughing gas thing. Like, you do yeah. not turn into a demented little gremlin <laughs> the way that Urkel does. You yeah, just feel and, and like... it doesn't make you laugh. Not either. really. Because I would be thinking, yeah. like... Laughing would be the last thing you want, yeah, like a no. dental patient to be doing. <laughs> it just ma- it just makes you feel kind yeah. of like floaty and uninhibited. Yeah, man, Urkel's gonna be such a bummer when he goes to his first rave. Yeah, I know. He's gonna get the helium. Too. It just gets you really high. Like, yeah, I've, yeah. I've I've gotten the nitrous. They put it on your nose. It's like <laughs> this weird elephant nose thing, and it's on there the whole time. And I remember I had to get a shitload of fillings one time, and I got them. Give me the gas. And I just remember being like, oh, the way the drill makes my head vibrate feels great. Or, you know, just like, yeah. just makes you totally unconcerned about anything that's happening. Yeah. I should have gotten the gas. I had to get a shitload of fillings once, and it was just, uh, localized Novocaine. Novocaine. Yeah. Yeah. Although, to save money, we actually tried Sans Novocaine, but that didn't work out well. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. He, like, it was going fine, and then he hit a spot, and then I'm just like, oh! That's all like, uh, yeah. Oh my god, dude. What the fuck? Why? How much money? This healthcare problem, too. Well, yeah, yeah, I don't have any dental care, so I think that's where the problem oh, starts. No. What if Lisa needs braces? Man, <laughs> dental plan. Um, also, I love that apparently comedy is talking with your mouth full. Yeah. Because they, they do oh, an extended, yeah. like, two minute riff where the dentist is talking to Urkel while he's working in his mouth and Urkel's just like oh, yeah, yeah, the joke yeah. is the dentist can easily understand yes yes that's how you do a dentist so then we get just a whole bunch of physical comedy by Urkel that goes on interna- interminably long like it's fine to do a little bit of bit with Urkel being high and so he's uncontrollable and he's like squirting the doctor and he's making lame <laughs> jokes about his name is Dr. Smiley I guess but he never yeah, smiles. Yeah, he's not like, and you're a dentist. He's like, and he never yeah, smiles. No. Like, also, he's a dentist. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what he makes. You know, he helps people with their smile. And his name is Dr. Smile. But no, he makes stupid jokes and then some physical comedy. And that's the end of this subplot. <laughs> well, after like an hour and a half yeah, of Urkel's antics, it's over. Mm-hmm. And his antics, the, the choky joke. Urkel does, like, grab some cords and, like, start strangling himself. Yeah, he he does. was two seconds away from, you know, finishing. Well, it's like, yeah, it was a weird, like, masochistic thing. Because he had, the, it was like the drill, I think, yeah. he was choking himself with. And I don't know what he's going to do with that <laughs> drill either, but. Something. Yeah. Things were getting dark. Remember when this episode was about <laughs> racial profiling and police officers? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Like, it seriously just felt like, like, I understand even in a very special episode, if you're a sitcom, you've got to put some jokes in there. And it's probably to their credit that they put most of the jokes totally separate from the issue that they were trying mm-hmm. to tackle. But this sure. really felt like that the writers just saying, we can't not have Urkel say, did I do that in this episode? Oh, so yeah. let's so let's set up an outrageous scenario where he wrecks a bunch of stuff so he can say, did I do that? Mm-hmm. Hey, Richie, you go wait in the waiting room. I'll be out in a jiffy. I'm falling. Hi. I feel right at home. Yes, indeed. 
Did I do that? And you know what? They were right to do it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying the scene could have gone a little shorter. They didn't need all that Urkel. I disagree. There's such a thing as too much Urkel. You shut your fucking mouth. (laughs) So we go on to the next scene, which is the uh, like a donut coffee shop place. And uh, it's the cop cafe. Yep. And there's two cops hanging out there and Carl comes in to go have a chat with them. And, uh, Carl's talking to him, and there's, I don't know, there's the older cop and the younger cop, and the older cop is named Jack, and you can already tell he's super racist, because he doesn't want to, like, shake Carl's hand, I don't... He's immediately racist (laughs) from the get-go. Like, there's no... I'll hear this guy out. Or it's like, mm-hmm. there is a black guy in a cop uniform and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never seen such a reluctant handshake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so then Carl basically starts to grill him on what happened with Eddie and so they start breaking out the, uh, you know, he was, he fit the description of a carjacker, which is I maybe- love that because Carl's like, I happen to know the description of every car. <laughs> <laughs> which which is ridiculous, but I also appreciated that the the setup of this show gave them a way to debunk that oft used uh uh excuse. Of, well, you know, like, excuse... oh, he fit a description and be- as as ridiculous as it is, Carl's basically saying like I'm a cop, I know that's bullshit. Sure. He could have been like, what was the description of the carjacker? And they could have been like, black? Yeah, Because <laughs> that's the problem. Well, that's like the whole, like with Philando Castile, he was pulled over because, well, they said a wide nose was one of the descriptions. Oh, okay. Used. That's and, so racist. <laughs> and then he looked like, so he's like, oh, he fits the description of someone who robbed a gas station two days earlier. And it basically just comes down to he was black. Like, oh, this, this r- robber here was black. This guy's black, so we'll pull him over. And how often they're like, oh, this person who committed a crime was white, so I'm going to pull over every white person that's in the neighborhood. You know? Right, right. But it's, yeah, it's bullshit. Though They just say, well, that's all we know is black, so we're going to pull everyone over. And it's not right, I tell you. I also thought not only was right. Jack obviously racist from the get-go, he was also like angry right where carl's just like hey can i talk to you guys like, fuck you yeah like, he just immediately <laughs> did not want to be questioned if there's two things cops like it's donuts and shooting black people uh-huh. yeah that's yeah i like how carl sat backwards in his chair yeah let's rap guys flexible for a man of heft like that you know <laughs> a man of yeah. a man of his girth <laughs> yeah. telling you his physical performance is unparalleled He's a dancer. You can tell. You could I, almost I, do the Carlton. I think you're right, Carol. I bet he is a dancer. Yeah. He has a certain move. grace to him. His weird pointy little steps. Whatever that was, a football move. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. There are episodes yeah, where he sings and dances. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If Eddie wouldn't have been there if he wasn't looking for trouble is the next thing yep. I have. Yeah. Which is basically... If you you know if you're a black person quote in a white neighborhood, then you're looking to by cause default. Yeah. You're looking for trouble. Yep. Which is just uh yeah, and then they pull the well. If I knew it was your you know the kid of a cop, I wouldn't have yep. done that. Yeah. Which is like that's your excuses. Uh-huh. 
which is interesting. Uh, it's okay if it's just a random black kid, but not if it's the black kid of a guy. Which is interesting and also sad mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Brooklyn Nine-Nine did a racial profiling episode just this season, um, like just a few couple months ago, towards yeah. the end of their season, with Terry Crews, who is a cop. And he yeah. got, he was out walking in his neighborhood and he lives in a nice neighborhood mm-hmm. and he was out walking his neighborhood looking for a stuffed animal that one of his kids dropped and a beat cop, a white beat cop comes up behind him and, you know, gives him the grief and handcuffs him and slaps him, you know, puts him down on the ground and all that kind of stuff. And then when he goes to talk to the cop the next day, basically like just to give him an opportunity mm-hmm. to apologize and try to use it as a teaching moment that that cop says like, well, you should have told me that you were a cop. If I had known that, I wouldn't have done it. And he basically says the same thing, which is like, oh, so it's okay if I'm not a cop, what you did. But right. when you know I'm a cop, that's... Come on, you guys, where's the progress? I thought... <laughs> right, that's what's, like, that's what's so sad. I'm like, okay. this is the exact, almost the exact same dialogue that a show covering the same topic did 30 years later. Well, that's because you, you get comfortable in your pri- yeah. privilege and people don't think it's a problem. I think there's a significant population... Yeah. I don't know. I watched this episode in 1991 or whatever, and then I'm like, okay, I will never racially profile. <laughs> yeah, that's what I don't and get. I like, these are so popular shows. Why didn't people take this lesson away from them like I did? TV leads you, teaches you how to live. And, and well, we can get into it. I guess the one criticism I have is that Jack is a little too obvious. Yeah, yeah. Here. He's mm-hmm. like a little too yeah. in-your-face racist, and, and which is fine for shorthand storytelling. Like yeah, this, especially in a broad movie. sitcom like this. But it does lead to people thinking about racism in terms of the most easiest to spot. True. Yeah. Right. Context with, you know, without any nuance, without any of the dog whistling that can happen or just the subconscious racism that can happen. The fact that the institutional racism, mm-hmm. you know, there's... Mm-hmm. So much more to it to add to the fact that, you know, the majority of people arrested are black and that doesn't make the majority of bad people black, but right. our system. Well, and that the young cop, his partner is complicit yes. and he's not really even uh, being very aware. Like that's, in- there's a lot to unpack there. Like, which mm-hmm. again, if you have more than a four minute scene to... yeah. But I don't know. This falls into the better than nothing category of very special episodes. I said I'm not trying to say this was bad. I was saying if this would be that's my one criticism of it. You know, is that and it's not even a criticism. It's just I think it can lead people see this kind of stuff, and you always look for the obvious forms of racism that are just distasteful to most people. Uh, Well, to your point, David, I have a note later when when Carl talks to Eddie about how Eddie's lucky that Jack was such an obvious racist when talking mm-hmm. to his dad. Yeah. Because, I mean, he very easily could, this conversation with Carl could have gone a different way in which, you mm-hmm. know, he could have turned it into more of a R word, your professional peers versus yes. your kid's word. But because this guy is such a flaming mm-hmm. racist right from the get-go, Carl sees pretty quickly that it's, uh, uh, that Eddie was telling the truth. Like, you know, in this, you know, as I go back to the Flandel Castile case, the police officer, none of the link, you know, in the court case or anything, it's not like he said, I yeah. shot him because he's black. You right, know, it's all right. couched in language of, oh, yeah. I smelled marijuana and he knew he had a gun and I saw him reach for something. So. Yeah. Hey, hey, Ryan. Yeah. 
Uh, how do you manage to pin that badge onto your shirt? <laughs> what, what What do you mean, Austin? Because it's pinned to slime. Oh, that was the sickest burn I've <laughs> ever heard. Just a second, Evans. You know, I really don't know how that badge stays on. Because it's pinned to slime. I feel like they could have come up with a better line. Yeah. The second yeah. burn was better. Which one was that? So he, so Jack walks out the door, and that's oh, yeah. when Carl gives him his burn about, I don't know yeah. how that badge stays pinned on your shirt, because you're made of slime, and you're like, ooh, sick burn. And, then and he, he was like, damn, I wish I wasn't racist now. I got cha- <laughs> to change my ways. And Carl's like, well, problem solved. And yep. then he pulls the cop's younger partner aside yeah. and asks, Do you like being a cop? Yes, sir. Why? It's a very dangerous job. You put your life on the line every day and you never get credit for it. Yeah, I just thought I might make a difference, you know. Good guys against the bad guys. Well, that's a very good reason. Just one problem, son. Your partner is one of the bad guys. Now that's a sick burn. That's yeah. not even a burn, though. That's just true. <laughs> well, yeah, but I think that that rammed home the point way more than the slime did. And that's, yeah. Well, that's a whole other thing to unpack: is the good guys versus bad guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That mentality that police officers can have, which is just such an us versus them, and not like yeah. a we're all in this together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't immediately assume everybody out there is a bad guy in your league. or that every lawbreaker is a bad guy. Yeah, cause... exactly. There's a lot of laws that have nothing to do with morality. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hey, you guys. Yeah, hey, yeah. you guys. Hey, you guys. Did Carl ever remind you of of Earl the dinosaur and Uncle Phil? <laughs> That's racist, Carol. <laughs> no, the dinosaur. No, he does remind me of Earl the dinosaur in all seriousness. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. Seriously, I think they modeled his face off of him because it's really... There's a lot, yeah. So Family Matters would do outtakes at the end of their uh-huh. episodes. And there was an episode of Family Matters. I think Richie and one of his friends, is, it's like a one-off joke or something. Uncle Carl, this is Little G. He's new to the hood. Well, hello, Little G. Yo, sir! <laughs> okay, you win. He does look like the father on Fresh Prince. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's the joke in the show and then yeah. in in the outtakes they do that they show that joke again uh-huh. and then the door opens and then Phil from <laughs> walks yeah in, he walks in and they look and then actually they look nothing alike <laughs> like when you see him side by side and he's like tonight I dine on turtle soup yeah exactly <laughs> well that's it Phil's like much taller than Carl is and yeah uh, and then soup. the dinosaur walks in, right? Yeah, exactly. Then Earl walked in, and then it was on. It's actually a big they rumble. All fucked. <laughs> they fought. They you all see, fought. this is the difference between men and women. I went to violence. <laughs> Carol went to Carol went to sex. Yeah. Yep. You're so cliche. <laughs> so I realized watching this episode, another good indicator that we're dealing with a very special episode. In addition to the, uh cast member speaks directly to the audience to tell them that they're watching something special is if at some point during the episode at the end of a dramatic speech the studio audience applauds yep mm-hmm. yeah also that, if it addresses a topic 
<laughs> Shut up, Ryan. <laughs> and if there's a whole long scene with no jokes. So I love, I love, this is like a detail of TV that I love so much, is when they do stuff like this, when they transition the scene to the house, yeah. and it's like, Eddie's just sitting there on the couch, and then he like picks up a magazine to read it, and he's just like... <laughs> Too upset, I can't read a magazine. He just like throws it down and it's all wordless. It's just like setting the scene, you know? Yeah. And you just imagine has he been spending like the last six hours just going from like spot to spot in the house doing something like that? Like starting it's like, I can't eat this pudding, I'm too upset. Yeah, I'm gonna go sit at this table. He should try to read Upset Magazine. <laughs> it's the only one he can read right now. It was too much for him, yeah. He picked up the magazine. <laughs> he picked up the he picked up the magazine and the cover story was like racial profiling is good. Yeah, and he was like, ah nuts. Racial, <laughs> racial profiling gets things done. Like, <laughs> so Carl comes in to see him. <laughs> He's like, why does my dad have a subscription to racist cop magazine? <laughs> it came free with upset. Yeah, exactly. So Carl comes in to have a heart-to-heart with Eddie and kind of says they're going to, you know, he believes him now and he's, you know, he just had to check it out for himself and Eddie understands that and he said Well, I feel like what he was saying there is like, I'm a cop first and a dad second. Yeah. (laughs) That was the message I got. That's pretty much what he was saying. He was like, well, you know, I'm a cop. I got to check these things out. He's like, I'm not even going to feel bad for you until I've looked in. No love or sympathy for me whatsoever until I've done my research. When you're older and if you get married and then your wife is murdered, I'm going to believe it's you because you're the husband. Because I'm a cop first and you're my son. I mean, it is usually the husband. Yep. Usually the husband. Yep. Uh... And then he says, you know, tomorrow they'll go in and file a complaint. And he's like, that's bullshit. <laughs> Which is true. He's not and, wrong. But, and. And Carl's just, also not wrong in that it's kind of like. It's he, the only thing they have. And that's. Yeah. It is. Bull- well, you just, it makes you realize. Because Eddie goes through this traumatic experience. And then, like, the next time he gets pulled over by the cops, he's going to be on edge. Right. Mm-hmm. And yet. The cops are going to be on edge because he's, quote, a black man, which probably makes him more of a, you know. Right, right. In their mind, depending on the police officer, but there are certainly. And so, like, now every encounter is going to be more on edge. Like, it's already an elevated situation of tension that doesn't need to be there. And then, of course, if the, you know, the person being pulled over does one thing wrong, gets shot, then everyone just says, like, well, why didn't he just do exactly what the cops said? And I'm like, maybe they were scared. Maybe they were yeah. a little panicked. You don't know, you know. And probably they did. The cops just lie a lot after they shoot people. I mean, seriously. Also true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Well, there's also that. I also realized in this scene, um, we've commented a bit on how Reginald Val Johnson is surprisingly graceful despite his girth. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's... Eddie is built like a fucking brick house. Like, yeah. he towers over Carl. He's, he's just enormous. Like, well, this was the age of steroids, too. I you know. guess, yeah. I don't I don't think that's his real dad. Why? <laughs> did you know? Did you know that Eddie... Are you sure about this? Did you know that Eddie is the voice of Jazz, the Transformer, in the Transformers movie? I did know yeah. that. Not die, the though? good Transformers, Transformers movie, no, the, the Michael, first Bay, Michael one. Bay one. And yes, he yeah. did die. He got ripped apart. And... 
It was pretty fucking pathetic. Because he's the Black Transformer. Because he's the yeah. Black Transformer. Yeah. <laughs> yes, no, I realize that they are not actually blood-related. I was just commenting that, like, you don't see them in frame that close together that often. And it's like, you think mm-hmm. of Carl as being kind of a bigger guy, but he's not that big of a guy when you put him next to Eddie. No, he's or just Uncle fat. Or yeah. A or a dinosaur. Yeah. yeah. Also, Urkel is very tall. Yeah. 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 And Urkel's in... He's in good shape too, though. They just well, you know, yeah, he is. that fact. I realize like, it's Julio White. Julio White, yeah. I realized watching the the cold open to this episode when the boy band that we've never heard of before uh, turns in, tra- turns into Urkels mm. that mm-hmm. Julio White is like the anti Dustin Diamond in that as he got older he grew out of his sort of physical awkwardness mm-hmm. and they kind of had to cover it up until they came up with the Stefan or Kel device, in which case yeah. they let him be hot. Whereas it seems like Tusted Diamond started out kind of a cute baby face and then just got <laughs> fuglier as he got older. Oh, that's true. I'd forgotten about him for one week. Yeah, nope. It was a glorious <laughs> week, wasn't it? <laughs> what if there was a band that was just four Urkels? <laughs> I mean, you could just call it four CD, Urkels. Right? Quattro Urkels. <laughs> And their first CD's title would be Did I Do That? Oh, yeah. Times four. Yeah. <laughs> it would be Did We Do, do that? that? That's right. <laughs> and then the next yeah. album would be Do You Have Any Cheese? Because mm-hmm. there's four of us and we all want cheese. Because there's yeah. four of us and we all want cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and then the third album, We're Wearing You Down. <laughs> And so it's like, it's not even just like Urkel wants to fuck you. It's like four Urkels want to railroad you. This is probably the worst boy band I've ever heard of. It was worse at the beginning when we saw it. And it's worse now that you're developing it. I have the opposite feeling. (laughs) Well, you're welcome to them. Four Urkels. The best part about all of this is that Ryan is naked. Yes. Yeah, like, that's like a weird bonus or detractor. And he's got a cord that he's gonna chokey Joe with. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> what am I watching? What's better than two Urkels? I've never wished our podcasts were video podcasts more Four than I do Urkels. right now. <laughs> Three Urkels, right? <laughs> Four Urkels. Furkles. 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 Alright, all right, guys. So, yeah. Um, the worst idea I've ever heard. Carl tells Eddie that he needs to find a way to give well, voice says, to his anger. Yeah, he says, This has happened to me. I've been there. But there are two ways to deal with anger. You can hold on to it and let it eat your way inside, or, or you can give that anger a voice and try to make a difference. Now, that's why I became a cop. Which, on the one hand is a little too pat and not terribly helpful. But on the other hand, that's really all realistically he's got to do. So I can't really ding him for it's that. kind of an unsatisfying ending, but, but that's well, the story. But it's a realistic ending. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, and he's like, that's why I became a cop. Which is like, I guess that's the solution is become a cop. But also, <laughs> if towards the end of the series, Eddie becomes a cop. Oh, I kind of like And that. it's probably because of this incident. But yeah, I do. I don't want to say I like that it's not fully resolved because it's in real life. I don't like that that's right. But it right. did make it more like true. It was more genuine. Like if they had like busted that guy and he got 
arrested at the end like it would have been too we would have just shit talked it for being so contrived yeah you know? like if, so. if carl walked in there like wearing a wire and got him on tape admitting he <laughs> pulled him over for racial reasons there's a the camera in his donut the error of his ways and he was like yeah, yeah. i'll never to, be racist again i had a heart to heart with carl and now yeah. he's just like oh i see what you mean i'll think twice next time before i randomly pull over a black mm-hmm. kid but this pulls one of the Miller Boyette moves, which is like one of my key theories about this line of TV shows, which is that because you always have a touching moment at the end where the music comes on. Right. And I'm convinced that they can hear the music. And sometimes it is the playing of the music that itself that changes yeah. the mood because Eddie's like, I'm so angry inside. How do I deal with it? And then the music comes on and he just kind of like takes a second. And then he's like, all right, we'll just file a complaint. (laughs) Aw, this music has soothed my anger. It's like, I feel better now. Let's hug. I don't know if having anger inside you is the best reason to become a cop. No, it's probably the worst reason. Well, it's the worst reason if you're white. It's probably a better reason if you're black. I mean, everything's better if you're black. You go to good heaven. And, and Earth is Earth, Earth is much worse. I'm sorry. Yeah, if there's anything I learned from this episode, it's that everything's better if you're black. <laughs> Spiritually, they're earning it. Or, or if there's four Urkels. Uh, I'm trying to stay. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Also, I don't think anger is a good motivation to do anything, really. Yeah, yeah that's probably true as well. Just hate fuck, which is why. Unless it's punch Nazi. Oh yeah, that too. That yeah. When's that episode coming out? <laughs> Are we just going to watch the YouTube clip? and <laughs> Over and over. Yeah. With the different music We can music watch Indiana over. Jones. Yeah. That's okay. still ours. Oh, that's a fun movie. Yeah, we could, re- we could <laughs> just watch it. And be like, hey, he punches Nazis. We can review the first issue of Captain America when yeah. he punches out yeah. Hitler. Let's just, yeah, get a Hitler punch compilation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now Ryan is actively trolling us. By putting putting, like furry paraphernalia on his body. There's a hat on my knee. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, uh, yep. And then racism was solved. (laughs) And we still don't know how uh, Urkel's teeth ended up. (laughs) So it was a very unsatisfying ending. So many dangling plot threads. Yeah. Are cops still racist? Did Urkel get his cavity filled? We'll never know. All this and more. Did Urkel get his whatever else yeah, filled? Like because it. I'm pretty sure I know how that scene went down when they faded to black. I'm just really looking forward to Austin getting that uh, Richie Jerry curl. <laughs> <laughs> Dying for it. <laughs> Carolyn. Yeah. Did you learn anything? I learned not to be racist. No, Finally. Yeah, I was thinking about if I should or shouldn't, and I'm like, well, white privilege or being a good person. And I decided to be a good person, so I'm not a cop. <laughs> and I'm trying not to murder people, and I, I don't profile racially. So, yay yeah, me. But uh, let's, let's all pitch in and, and stop the racism, you guys. We'll get one more episode of TV to tell us not to be racist, and then we'll all stop. Let's hope so. Uh, Ryan, did you learn anything? Well, I learned about Austin's thing about the dentist. I didn't know that. <laughs> and then I learned that, as a matter of fact, badges do spin to slime. You stole what I learned. 
Was uh, that what you learned? Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry. It wasn't even that funny. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you also learn? Uh, that it's tough to pin badges to slime, but not tough enough. Ah. Mm. Uh, Austin, did you learn anything? I learned that four Urkels are better than one. <laughs> apparently. Not true. The more <laughs> the merrier. But, but Which, like, four Urkels of the goddamn apocalypse. Is it possible? <laughs> the four so, Urkels of, of the, the apocalypse. apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. I wouldn't even be upset about the end of the world. I would be. I seek my own end of times. Council, thank you. So now I'm, I'm trying to think of what they would be because it wouldn't be. Like and now I'd be like, it's fan. plague Urkel. Yeah, no, it wouldn't Urkel. be plague Urkel. It would be like I don't know, shrink ray Urkel and pestilence <laughs> Urkel, nasal spray Urkel, like no broken windows, no cheese Urkel. Yeah, I did. I also learned that in the end. Laura and Urkel get together, which is sad, but also yep. that Urkel then goes into space, which is cool. So yeah. do you think like? <laughs> I love you. I have to go to space. <laughs> right? <laughs> Do you think, like, after orgasming, Urkel asked if he did that? <laughs> did I do that? I'm certain of it. Unfortunately. He he asks her, like, after yeah. he's had sex with a woman, he gets up, did I do that? <laughs> um, uh, do you think they did a good job of addressing the topic, though? Um, yeah. Yes. I mean, how do you really yeah, address it? Yeah. I mean... No, I, I yeah, I guess I'll give the definitive yes for me anyway. It's like, yeah, they did a good job of bringing up this topic and addressing it. And it's just a sad thing where there's, I don't know what the takeaway for most people would be, except for the fact that this is a thing. Like, this is such a systemic issue that involves, yeah. like, really changes from the government, like a top-down change to yeah. like, police officers getting, you know, better training and you know body cameras would be good even though i don't think that was like a thought back then but mm-hmm. well, good thing we have our best people on top david yeah i know well that's <laughs> and so hey, i guess America. and so i guess if you're saying like what should i take away from it like well what you, sh- you need to do is you know put more pressure on politicians and such to mm-hmm. institute better policies within police departments but it's not like this episode went into that and i don't know if there's a place for it i mean it just kind of shows how frustrating this whole thing can be i think it's just trying to spread awareness yeah and uh i think in in so much as that they did a, a decent idea. again it's oh, sort yeah. of better than nothing like and I, I think a show you know like one of the few like black casts mm-hmm. on television there's probably some uh sense of responsibility that you should address these sorts of things and then it's hard too because it's such a corny kind of wholesome show that it's kind of a catch-22 i think to ever talk about real shit but i i I give them credit for trying yeah yeah i give them credit and i think they handled it well and i think they dealt with the emotion of it well and just the anger that can come with it and the violation that you know, Eddie kind of feels. Yeah, when he was trying to read that magazine, man, he just yeah. couldn't do it. He's so <laughs> upset. Racial profiling monthly. He's like, fuck this magazine. Or racial cop monthly, yeah. You have anything to add, Austin? No, that's, yeah. It it did as good a job tackling a complicated issue that a 22-minute broadly told sitcom in the early 90s could do. Which yeah. sounds like I'm damning it with faint praise, but I'm really not. Yeah. Um, I did think it did a good job. The only thing, the, the biggest criticism that I had of it was just that 
while I recognize the need to inject some levity into the proceedings, I felt like the gulf between the seriousness of the topic and the absurdity of the Urkel humor was a bit yeah. was a bit too large. At least they were like separate. Like at least Urkel didn't come with Carl to yeah. the coffee yeah, they shop. Did, they did wisely isolate Urkel in his own completely pointless subplot. But yeah, I was waiting for like Urkel to be there and like crash through the wall be one of the people that gives a sick burn to the racist yeah, cops screw or it up somehow yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it still wasn't good the people that urkel was interacting with because they <laughs> left him alone with either the woman who is teasing him in such a weird way or like just acquiesce to his stalking mm. and then the child they just left him with a child and then he got molested by a dentist yeah and it really does speak to the crutch that Urkel could be at times in that he was so popular that they had to shoot. Like he didn't need to be in this episode at all. The episode needed some levity, but like there are other comedic actors on this show. They could have gotten that levity elsewhere, but they're like, well, we can't not have Urkel in this episode and we can't not have him do an extended physical comedy gig that ends with one of his catchphrases. So we're going to do that. Austin, I take umbrage at your statement that this episode didn't need Urkel at all. (laughs) Uh, Would you counter that all things, including shows not named Family Matters, need more Urkel? It needed four Urkels. (laughs) Let's see. Urkels. My my question to you, Ryan, is can you have too many Urkels? Like, would eight be too many? Yes! Eight is too many. Or or four quartets, 16 Urkels? Oh, Oh, you're speaking my language. To get a full on doppelgangbang. <laughs> Can't say no. So, so no, there's 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 no limit to Urkels. <laughs> <laughs> like if there's a limit to how many Urkels there can be, you haven't found it. If loving Urkel's a crime, <laughs> then lock me up <laughs> with as many Urkels as you can find. <laughs> Well, it looks like someone needs himself a couple of life-size Urkel dolls yeah. for his home use. You mean... As possible. Well, if I'm going to have four, yeah, I need at least one more. But you guys, <laughs> I wore out my Urkel doll. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do uh, that? Yeah. All right. I think we're running out of steam here. Uh-huh. Yeah, you think? <laughs> That's weird. That's a weird idea. Look, it's been a while since the four of us got together in Rift, so we're having some fun. I know, that was fun. Yeah, seriously. Uh, Carolyn, where can people find you online? You can find me not racially profiling (laughs) any old person. Any any old person? So only young people. (laughs) Um, Only old people. And we're all part of the human rainbow and just peace and love and feeling really guilty about being such a white person. You can find me doing all that fun stuff at Carolyn Maine at Twitter, C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-M-A-I-N, like the street. You may find me at carolynmaine.tumblr. Carolyn Maine is a fan book page on Facebook. Check that out. On my new card game, Pitch Please, you can find that at pitchplease.fun. When we put it there, it's currently processing, and then we'll ship them. And thank you so much for a successful campaign. Whee! Whoa. Uh, Austin? Uh, you can find me on Twitter feeling guilty about my white maleness mm-hmm. at Austin Good. Gorton. And yeah, Carol, you're white, but at least you've got the, the woman thing <laughs> yeah. to take some I of the know. edge Lucky off. Lucky you. I'm our one extra flavor that's so tragic. <laughs> you're like French vanilla instead of just vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, at Austin Gordon on Twitter, and you can read my writing at therealgentlemanofleisure.com. Ryan. Uh, my website is ohyesverynice.com, O-H-Y-E-S-VeryNice.com, uh, where you can see my artwork. Uh, if Oh Yes Very Nice Comics is my Tumblr, where there's at least one drawing of Urkel on there. You might have to go back a little while. Uh, oh Yes Very Nice is also my Twitter and my Instagram, if you're interested in those things. Why would it just be one Urkel, not four, Ryan? I got to do three more. I'll be right back. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, and you can find me... Uh, David Bitsenoffer on Twitter at Dr. Bits, that's doctor spelled out, and at therealgentlemanofleisure.com. We are a very special episode podcast. You can rate us at iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Podbean. You can follow us on Twitter at AVSEPod. You can check out our Facebook page and tell us how wonderful we are and how it's okay that we talk about race relations even though we're super white. And, you know, that we did an excellent job and as good as anybody else, right, on this very nuanced issue. And uh, you can email us and tell us the same thing at avsepodcast at gmail.com. So, for a very special episode podcast, I'm David Bitsnoffer, and the only thing better than one of me is four of me. That was a very special episode We dissected that shit from head to toe Did the time fly by or was it slow? Got so many life lessons Oh how we've grown Seen so much TV that we're gonna explode Next time on a very special episode Maybe that that'll be the next podcast. It'll just be me four times just talking. About <laughs> just that riffing. would be really funny. You'd have to like do different characters, like multiplicity yeah. and shit. But so, you guys, before we leave, yeah, would you like to hear some excerpts from "Yuck It Up" with <laughs> Urkel? Okay, I think so. Is that your fan? Is that your fan fiction? Ryan? <laughs> no, it's a published book that I'm holding in my hands. <laughs> I actually, I had a friend who had this really shitty boyfriend, and he had this book, and I kept bugging him for it, and then uh, he got into, basically in order to get back into good graces, he ended up giving it to me. But anyway, uh, okay, how long did the hippo sit on Steve? How long? Until he cried, Urkel. Oh, instead of uncle, it's Urkel. Oh, I didn't even get that one. And why is it hippo? (laughs) What? Ryan's reading these so that he can get them. What's Steve's favorite underwater sport? Snorkel? Snorkeling! (laughs) What American coin was minted in honor of Steve? The Urkel? Yeah, like a nickel, but it's like the Nurkel. The Nurkel! Yeah, you guys are good at this. We all got that. You got it. How does Steve's mom make coffee? With an Urkelator. Very uh, close. Yeah. No, I'm right. I've got to be uh, with right. a coffee urn, Nicole. What? A, instead, of, a, instead of a coffee urn and coffee urn, Nicole. I didn't even heard of a coffee urn. What is the answer? In a in a p- Urkelator. That's what I said. Yeah, that's, okay. really, that's what Carol said. I'm almost done. 
Why did Steve's heartthrob, Laura Winslow, check into the hospital? Because he wouldn't fucking leave her alone and she had a nervous breakdown? (laughs) Because she had cancer. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. Uh, She was pregnant with poop, is my guess. To get an urcolectomy. (laughs) Is that an abortion? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be, I I need an urcolectomy. Um, All right, I I saved the best for last. Also, none of these are true. (laughs) Also, why can't he just do normal things? Why can't he just go snorkeling? Why does he have to call it snorkeling? snorkeling. You know? <laughs> All right, last one, I promise. And this one's definitely not true, but it's a... What character did Steve play in his guest appearance on Star Trek? Sparkle? <laughs> Jean-Luc Picurkle. <laughs> Or Kirkle, that's Kirkle. Kirkle. Captain Kirkle. Captain, Captain Kirkle. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy.
Don't sweat. Don't sweat. Y'all catch y'all at five o'clock, man.